And a warm hearted good morning. If you were to ask a person what they think about a Christmas and what it's all about, their response may include delicious food, family, get togethers, Christmas trees, presents, and Christmas carols. Perhaps instead of Jesus coming to this earth in human flesh to live amongst his creation to die on the cross for mankind's sin and to rise again so that we can have life and life in abundance, a right relationship with God the Father through Him forever and ever. I'm quite sure that after hearing about or reading perhaps the history of Christmas and how it is celebrated today, you may wonder Is it okay as a Christian to participate in celebrating Christmas? And there are valid reasons for being concerned about celebrating Christmas in the way that the world does nowadays. So, stay tuned as Brunpant looked at Christmas from a Christian perspective and what the Word has to say about it. We'll be back with our respondent right after this and trust that you will be blessed by this program. Well, as uh, promised, we're back in the program called Brunpund, and we've got our respondent online. Matt, warm-hearted good morning to you, and welcome. In a nutshell, just your background, bio, and your involvement with the body of Christ here on earth, please. Good morning, Vainant. Yes, I am a pastor of a small church in the east of Pretoria, and it is a wonderful opportunity to speak about a contentious issue that shouldn't be contentious at all. Yeah, well, uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Talking about contentious issue, we're talking about uh, Christmas and what people think about Christmas, uh, how it in affects uh, Christians in particular. A concern for Christians, Matt, is that uh, Christ wasn't probably born on December 25th. Why then should we as Christians celebrate his birthday on December 25th? What is your take on it? Well, this should not be a concern at all. Christ was not born on the 25th of December. And uh, your question, why should we celebrate his birth? If you want to, Um, we know that uh, there is no problem whatsoever to celebrate his birthday on any day of the year or even numerous times a year if you want to. As long as we are all clear that he was not born on December 25th, The Bible has no instruction regarding Christmas. If you do celebrate it, there is nothing in the Bible to hinder you. If you don't celebrate it, there is nothing in the Bible that someone else can use to accuse you. So we have freedom in this situation with Christ's birthday and the 25th of December. if, If you move outside of then people start arguing on what day he was born. He wasn't. Uh, Sorry, let me put it like this. We don't know exactly when he was born, but we have the freedom to celebrate his birth. So it's been said that uh, Christmas traditionally has got its root in pagan traditions, pagan roots, so to speak. What about a Christian concern? that says it's taking part in a tradition with pagan roots. What would you answer them with regards to that? Do we know where Christmas comes from uh, December 25th and why in particular the world celebrates it on the 25th of December? Yes, Vainant, there is some historical information that is available. But unfortunately, 
it has been made murky over the ages. Traditional history has blurred some of the facts. Uh, we do have an idea when it started, the pagan festival, why it was there, what was celebrated. But let's be clear, the world or pagans does not celebrate Christmas. They purely enjoy a holiday. Christians celebrate Christmas. Um, we do have the freedom, even if this tradition, Christmas, has roots in pagan festivals. Paul addresses this kind of issue in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, particularly where he says that even if you eat meat sacrificed to idols, this meat was particularly sacrificed to idols. He says, as a Christian, you have the freedom to eat that meat, even if you saw it being prepared for uh, idolatry. Why? Because you understand that an idol doesn't exist. It's a man-made thing. And if meat is offered to an idol, it's offered to something that doesn't exist. Therefore, you give grace, you are thankful, and you may eat it because it's not going to affect you. So again, if it is true that the tradition is totally pagan, again, which is not absolutely clear, and if I, as a Christian, has come in the meantime and taken that deviation, the pagan tradition, and I have sanctified it, thus removing all the direct pagan principles from it. And if I then use it to honor Christ and to evangelize on that day and to enjoy the day as a saved person, even a scripture like Romans 14 helps me to understand no one can accuse me of idolatry because I do celebrate this to Christ's honor. So your question uh, what about the concern that it has uh, uh, roots in pagan traditions? For me, I'm not concerned about pagan traditions. I'm concerned about celebrating Christ. Right. Love the fact that you quote uh, scriptures. I want to take you to another scripture that uh, Christians love to quote, and it's Colossians 2, 16 and 17. And they quote this scripture to prove that as Christians, we should not celebrate a festival that is not uh, biblical. What would you say to that? I think it would be good to, to start then with Colossians 2 verse 16. If I read it to you, it says, Therefore no one is to act as your judge in regarding to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Verse 17 says, Things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. So whoever uses that has just used it out of context if they use it in that way because you have Colossians chapter 1 and Colossians 2, the first 15 verses to give you the background. So when you come to Colossians 2 verse 16, it says exactly the opposite at, as uh, what these people are claiming. It says someone cannot judge you if in your mind you want to eat something or don't want to eat something, to drink something that the Bible does not particularly forbid, obviously or not drink something, or if you want to celebrate a festival that the Bible does not forbid, or don't want to do it, people cannot judge you on that, because these things are not important. That's what it means in verse 17. These are a mere shadow. These things does not save you or make you unsaved. And then it ends in the final phrase of verse 17 of Colossians 2, but the substance belongs to Christ. As long as you honor Christ, you can do it by eating some food or not eating some food, by drinking some drink or not drinking some drink, or by having a festival or not having a festival. 
All right, so, so so we're taking God's word as a whole, the Old Testament and the New Testament. You've just quoted from the New Testament. What, what about a Christian's concern that now points to the Old Testament, where God gave specific commandments for, for how to celebrate festivals, what festivals we should celebrate, and not to take part in the festivals of other cultures? Is that Old Testament uh, no longer applicable to us, or, or what do we say to that then? Uh, God had to be very particular with the nation of Israel after they exited or came out from their 400 years stint in Egypt. He had to be very particular. He had to separate them as his chosen nation from the nations, the idol um, worshipping nations around them. And he gave them then the law of Moses and he gave particular feasts with very specific instructions and restrictions. So if someone wants to use the law of Moses and the Old Testament feasts as principle, then you will have to discard a section of the New Testament teaching, including Paul's ministry to the Gentiles, because then he cannot go to the Gentiles and become part of them, and the teaching of Colossians 2 that we've just mentioned, and Romans 14. But there's another one I want to mention. Paul indicates the opposite of what you've just um, mentioned or, or touched on in your question. Paul indicates the opposite in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 21. Uh, um, he says, 21 to 23, actually. He says, to those who are without law, the non-Jews, I act as without law. I act amongst them as long as I do not sin. 1 Corinthians 9.21, to those who are without law, those are the, the non-Jews, the pagans, the Gentiles. Paul says, I act as without law. Um, I, I move into their circumstances without sinning. And then he carries on, though not being without the law of God, but under the law of Christ. And that makes a difference. The law of God referring to the Mosaic law, the law of Christ referring to the new commandment that he gives us to, to love each other. And then in verse 22 and 23, Paul makes clear that he becomes all things to all men in order to win every person for Christ, to be a partaker in the gospel. So what he's saying is, if I want to move into a particular culture and I do not transgress a particular a specific instruction, biblical instruction, I am not sinning. I can live with those people as one amongst them. And do what they do as long as I do not sin and transgress a particular instruction in Scripture. So, again, coming back to your question, uh, we cannot go to Old Testament restrictions and bring that into the New Testament where the New Testament gives us particular instruction that those things are not to bind us. For instance, in Colossians 2, in Romans 14 and in 1 Corinthians 8 and 9. All right. Very interesting. You say we cannot go to Old Testament restrictions, Old Testament scripture, because the other thing that I want to touch on, and that's a great concern to, to Christians, are Christmas trees. And they say it's not biblical. In, in fact, uh, people take the passage in Jeremiah 10 and verse 1 to 16, where the prophet writes about not cutting down a tree and then uh, carving into it, uh, into an idol, decorating it with silver and gold and bowing down to worship it. Now, people say, well, I'm not worshiping my, uh, my Christmas tree, but still, we put up Christmas trees. Uh, is that against the scripture? Is that against the Bible? I think Isaiah 44, 9, 18 also speaks about the same issue. What is your take on it? What would you say to Christians with regards to Christmas trees then? 
Well, let me ask you this, Vainant. Have you ever in your life seen a person bow down before a tree? No, I have not. Uh, and, and surely not a Christian. Well, if somebody has bowed down before a tree, they should repent if you've worshipped a tree. And if you, if you see a Christian worshipping a Christmas tree, you should address that. Ask them, and not when they get down on their knees to put the present there. That's not worshipping a tree. Well, let me answer it like that, Vainant. You referred to Jeremiah 10, verse 1 to 16, and Isaiah 44, verse 9 to 18. Um, even a superficial reading of these two texts makes it clear that this passage is one, if we refer to the Jeremiah passage, where Jeremiah sets forth the prohibition, the restriction against making idols out of a tree and then taking that idol, not the tree, not the trunk, but taking the idol that you've carved and plate it with gold and silver and then bow down before it and worship it. That is not even close to referring to a Christmas tree. The Isaiah 44 reference, um, Isaiah speaks of the the just the silliness or the idol of the idol worshiper who cuts down a tree. And he's very clear there. He says, you cut down a tree, half of it you use to, to cook your food. And the other half you carve into an image and then you worship the image. And, and in essence, he says, are you silly? Are you really thinking that from the same trunk you can cook food and make something that is actually alive and that you can worship? So those two you cannot apply um, even remotely to Christmas trees and people worshiping Christmas trees. It's just not um, possible to do that right. without without distorting those two scriptures. So putting that concern to bed, there's nothing wrong with Christmas trees then? Surely, surely if you just use it as something to decorate and to remind you this is a particular time of year and if you want to decorate it with little lights and stars and things like that, there is no indication whatsoever that you are sinning or worshipping this. Addressing the concerns that Christians has around Christmas, Christmas trees and Christmas celebration, have Pastor Matt Fulyun online. Matt, then as a Christian, you should be careful not to get caught up in the consumerism, materialism, uh, during Christmas time, people getting into debt, uh, buying Christmas presents on the uh, on debt and, and, you know, putting themselves in debt to try and afford these things and give the children what they've promised to them throughout the years. What would your comments be on that? Well, I agree with you in full, but I'll extend it. The Christian should be careful not to get caught up in consumerism and materialism any time of the year for 365 days and especially not on Black Friday. All right, I can hear what you're saying there. What about Christians celebrating the tradition rather than Christ when it comes to Christmas? It's almost the same situation as with the Christmas tree. Um, we should always be careful not to celebrate uh, as Christians anything in the place of Christ. I, so I agree with you, but you will have to, someone will have to define the word celebrate. What do you mean by celebrate? And what are you referring to if you if you mention the word tradition? Because we go to a sports stadium, if we are allowed to nowadays, and we cheer at those sporting events. We celebrate the rugby try. And while we are up in the air celebrating a rugby try, we don't even at that moment consider Christ. But we are not there for worshipping rugby, worshipping the tri-scorer, we are not guilty of idolatry. So 
if you say we should be careful not to celebrate tradition rather than Christ, I think that is almost a non-issue. Um, Christmas for us is there as Christians. If you want to celebrate it, it is there to celebrate Christ. And it is not about the tradition. If someone gets caught up in the tradition, yeah. you can surely ask them whether they are Christian. How then should we spend the day, Christmas itself? Uh, what is your advice? Uh, is it a solemn day? Is it a day of celebration? Is it a day about food, get-togethers, um, pres- or, or, presents or, and so much? What is your take? <laughs> All of the above. Solemn in the sense that we are worshipping a holy God, celebrating and being joyous in the sense that our Savior was born. Getting together to enjoy food, sure. Be careful with liquor. Obviously, there is a lot of sin involved there. But this is a highly emotional discussion for those that hunt demons behind Christmas and look for demons in Christmas trees. It is very emotional for them. I've had these discussions over the years. I've never been able to convince any of those people that I am okay if I want to celebrate Christmas and to start a conflict with fellow Christians based on the celebration of the birth of Christ, that is, that is dangerous. All right. But, but then I'm, may I end with a final reference to Romans 14? Yes. Um, in Romans 14 verse 2, it says, One person has faith that he may eat all things, but some of them not. And then in verse 4, Who are you to judge the servant of another to his own master? He stands or falls and he will stand for the for the Lord is able to make him stand. And then he says in verse five of Romans 14, one person regards one day above another. Another regard every day alike. Each person must be convinced in his own mind. So what Paul is saying, and you can go on to verse 10 as well. Why do you judge your brother? Um, we can go on and say if someone is convinced that he's worshipping the Lord and celebrating the Lord's birthday, even if he wasn't born on the 25th of December, which he wasn't, you have no business uh, making that person guilty of idolatry if he has Christ in mind and if he celebrates Christmas. The problem nowadays is that it has been confused with pagan um, ways. There is the consumerism. There is the danger of of all the uh, the materialism involved. And as Christians, we should remind each other that we shouldn't get caught up in that. But you know what? We celebrate another day, Easter. And that is an Old Testament festival that was finalized by Christ when he was uh, sacrificed and when he got up, when he was killed and when he raised was raised again. And in the place of Easter, we have um, the Lord's Supper. And then you can start with that. Then what about Easter? Because um, even there with Easter, there are pagan principles involved with the Easter egg yeah. and the bunny and all that. So in the end, this is a moot discussion. This is not something that we need to get into each other say, uh, about. All right. So let's say to each other, this is a tradition of man. But ultimately, we lead by example. What then in uh, the final context are we to teach our children uh, the leaders and the adults of tomorrow, as Christians, as mums and dads who love God's word, who love the Lord Jesus Christ, what are we to train our children when it comes to Christmas? That this is a day that is a human tradition. He was not born on the 25th, but based on tradition, we have the opportunity on this day, the 25th of December, to consider Christ that was born at some stage he is our savior. 
It is not about the tree. It's not about lights. It's not about food. It's not about presence. And if we, and this is something that I'm very particular with, that we always remind our children that we should not think that the Christmas tree and presence has anything to do with this. It does not. We celebrate Christ, but if in the meantime we want to make our house look beautiful and we have a tree and we have lights and we do want to give each other's presence, let's do that. But remember, it is not Christ. It is not about Christ. The presents are not about Christ. Our memory is that our Savior was born at some stage and we have the opportunity traditionally to celebrate it on this day. I wanted to ask you for a final word to our listeners, but I think you've summed it up beautifully. Christmas, your thoughts on it and the concerns that Christians have about celebrating Christmas. Matt, thank you so much for sharing your heart on this sometimes very contentious topic. Thank you so much for sharing the scriptures with us this morning and God bless you for that. Thank you, Vainant. It was a pleasure being with you.